Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wiley Society Podcast. I'm Anna Ayler, and I'm really pleased to share that our first episode of 2018 has a very special guest, Jesse Wiley. Jesse Wiley is a seventh-generation member of the Wiley family engaged in the organization. He sits on the Wiley board, where he chairs the Technology Committee, and he's worked at Wiley since 2003. Although, really, he's been a part of the organization for much, much longer than that. He told me that one of his earliest memories of Wiley is visiting our old Midtown New York City office as a child with his grandfather, and wondering how long it took someone to write all of those rows and stacks of books and journals. Since 2003, he's held a variety of roles, including marketing, editorial, digital product development, and business development. Jesse is currently working as Society Business Development Director alongside our society team to understand and serve the needs of our partners and their communities, and helping develop our society partners' presence in China. With all of the changes in the industry right now happening around publishing models and the evolving expectations of society members, I wanted to ask Jesse, as a member of the family who founded the company over 200 years ago, for his perspective on how Wiley and our society partners are weathering the changes and taking advantage of the new opportunities that change opens up. Let's call Jesse. Hello? Hi, Jesse. It's Anna. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're really glad to have you on the podcast this month. Glad to be doing it. So I'm just going to jump right in. You've had the opportunity to work in many different areas of Wiley's business uh, over the years through the various roles that you've held. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on working with Wiley Society Partners so far. Yeah, it's, it's been a few months, but a few things definitely stand out. I mean, one is how mission-driven our society and partner associations are. I mean, their commitment to their fields, their disciplines is really inspiring. Um, I think we're all focused on trying to advance research and science and have an impact on the, on the people who can benefit from that work, and, and that's truly something that stands out. Uh, another is dedication to serving members, which is kind of obviously obvious for a membership organization, but I think the way the societies and association engage volunteers and their membership, you know, from the leadership level on down is, is great to see. I mean, one place I've really noticed it a lot is that conferences and events. Even the small ones are a lot of work, and there's a lot of people that are kind of deeply involved. There's lots of excitement. Um, I'm always inspired kind of watching the younger researchers coming in, kind of doing their first paper presentation or, or kind of doing their first poster. You can kind of talk with them and see how excited they are to kind of engage with their peers and kind of join the community. So, so that's a great thing to see. It is. It's fun. It's, it's really contagious. The publishing industry has changed a lot since Wiley was founded um, back in 1807, and the pace of change has also accelerated, um, particularly in the age of the Internet. And some people are arguing that the industry overall is due for a major disruption of some kind, and I'm curious what you would say to that. I mean, to some sense, I agree. I mean, I think the publishing industry has changed and is changing, and the pace is accelerating. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think we're still in the early stage of that change, and the kind of opportunities outweigh the challenges. I think we're looking to leverage new technologies, tools, and kind of the dynamics of the Internet and technology to kind of do what we do better to achieve our missions and goals at a higher level, a higher level with our partners. I think 
that's everyone's goals, and, and that's really exciting. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to do things faster in a more transparent way, to be more efficient, to share data, you know, to address reproducibility and things like that. I think one of the obvious things is, is that the changing business models too, so it's not just the technology, it's the kind of dynamics of the, the internet and the way things are done now. You know, business models are changing and evolving, obviously. There's already different forms of open access publishing, but as kind of the open science movement kind of evolves and advances depending on the field, I assume there'll be more, and I think we're, we're game and looking to test and try new business models that deliver the most value, the most access, et cetera, in all parts of the ecosystem. Wiley's been around for a long time. Um, we've evolved and changed with changes in the industries before, uh, but that doesn't mean we take anything for granted. I think we're, we're definitely investing in the future, kind of working with our partners to not just navigate, but create a future together. I think that's the big opportunity is not just to be reactive, but to be proactive and, and take advantage of some of these tools and technology to do things better. Our goal has always been to help our partners deliver value to their members, and now there's just new ways to do that. You've been meeting with um, many senior leaders at scholarly and scientific societies over the last few months. Are you noticing any themes in the challenges that they're working against? Yeah, definitely. There's some recurring themes that are jumping out for sure. I mean, one that, and a lot of them are not new to people in the sector, but they're becoming even more important in some ways. And one is just engaging with membership, recruiting, retaining members, especially um, early career ones. That's been a theme. Um, I mean, I think as we all know, changes in technology, including social media, are changing even the definition of what membership is. So I think we're all trying to um, kind of work to kind of redefine it and create value for membership and that sense of community in different ways. Another one that, that jumps out is trying to manage through the way research is conducted and done, not just the publishing part of it, but the whole process. I mean, obviously there's new tools and new methods. Um, there's the open science movement, open access, et cetera. Obviously on the kind of uh, demand side, the way research is uh, accessed, libraries, are facing their own challenges with, with budgets and the way they work within their institutions. I think the other one that jumps out too is, which is not new to any organization, I think even we're, we're navigating is, is how do we change our organizations and the way we work um, with these changes in the, in the industry and in the world generally. Um, you know, the way we organize, the way we leverage te technology, navigating leadership and kind of demographic changes the way we tap into talent within our organizations, those are things that definitely jump up too. Publishing is a main source of income for a lot of societies and associations. I know there's a lot of concern around the, the changing public publishing models, um, but that's why we're, we're focusing on helping our partners kind of both navigate and think about how to adapt in that change while, while being sustainable organizations. So you recently uh, co-facilitated a workshop for societies in Chicago um, that brought together a number of different society leaders from a wide variety of disciplines, organizations that serve members with different needs of different sizes, um, and the workshop brought those society leaders together to work on some of those member challenges that you just spoke about. 
uh, collaboratively with each other. And based on what you observed at that workshop, I'm curious, what do you see as some of the assets that societies have to face some of the challenges? Yeah, sure. Well, first, the workshop itself was a great experience. I, I learned a lot. Those kind of uh, events, workshops, are a great way to, to learn together and to share and exchange ideas. Um, we had done a survey ourselves, uh, a membership survey, and we shared some of the data that we had and then facilitated that exchange. Um, I think um, some of the, the things that, that jump out right away in our research and resonated with the participants is that one of the assets that they all have to some degree is, is content, uh, and including journals. So in our survey, that came up high in terms of um, part of the value of membership, and that continues to be something that's robust but obviously changing. So how do you kind of continue to create value in new ways through that publishing of, of content? Um, help for growing careers, uh, advancing careers, especially for early career researchers is another one that uh, came up. And I think societies in general have that as an asset because most, um, if they're aware, and that's the key opportunity is the awareness, they're aware of the society in their field, uh, know that that's a place where they should look to kind of become part of the community, to kind of gain acknowledgement, uh, to, to advance and be um, recognized. And, and just that community aspect in general, I think, for all members is a big asset that societies have. I mean, uh, beyond your place of work, I would say being part of a, a membership organization is kind of on par with kind of being part of the field that you're in. So that's a huge opportunity for, for societies. When you think about it, people can change jobs um, and may change fields, but I'm guessing people change fields less. So it's possible that they would be associated with a society or, or a member for their whole careers where they might change jobs. You know, I think the, the average these days is people are saying around five, which may be less in academia, but still it's you're changing uh, jobs or organizations you work for three times, you may still not change membership more than once or twice. So that's a big, big opportunity. Jesse, thank you again so much for joining us today. This was a real pleasure. Thank you. It's, it's great to talk with you, and um, I'm excited about the future and the opportunities we have together with our partners, and I look forward to engaging with more people in, in the community that, in our partnership. Great. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Jesse spoke at the beginning of our conversation about how, in working with societies, he's been blown away by society commitment to mission, and that the way societies engage their membership, the deep care that they bring to their work, is a unique strength. He's also right that the publishing industry has already changed a lot since the days when John Wiley founded the company, and that some changes which can feel disruptive actually often hold the keys to doing things better than they've ever been done before. Jesse knows better than most just how hard Wiley is working to make sure that we and our society partners are taking advantage of the opportunities and also avoiding potential pitfalls as the scholarly publishing world evolves and that societies have some unique and enduring assets which make weathering and even shaping the change easier. Assets like the Society Journal and other society content, and the opportunities that membership offers for professional advancement. And ultimately, that sense of being part of a community of your peers who share your interests and goals. 
Content, career, and community continue to be incredibly important society benefits, and you can find a link to more of the membership survey data that Jesse referenced in the show notes. Thanks again for joining our conversation, and I hope you'll tune in again next month. Until then, I'm Anna Ayler. Our editorial advisory group includes Alexa Dugan, David Nicholson, Sarah Fibbs, Deb Wyatt, and Nielsen Turner. Our theme music for this episode was provided by Jason Shaw and edited by Dennis Velasco. You can listen to other episodes and learn when new episodes are released by subscribing to the Wiley Society podcast on iTunes. You can also sign up for our mailing list to learn more about what's happening at Wiley and other news and trends in research publishing by going to exchanges.wiley.com societies.